Welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Now's the time to help us out and there are so many ways you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, share your favorite episode, become a sponsor, or do all of the above. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Drag Race Down Under brought us a lot of men this week as the pit crew grew in size and the men of the Falcons rugby team got a makeover. Was this the best makeover challenge in franchise history? You're about to find out as we break down the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Joining me on the man event is a, is, is, is a, is a manhunter, Mikey. Hello. I'm triggered, yet also... That is an accurate I'm not wrong. statement. You're not, I'm not wrong. wrong. So go I'm not wrong. yourself. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna go with Daddy Hunter, but I was like, I don't know if I should spill all your tea at, at the top. I of the mean, episode. but we just did anyway. So I know we did. <laughs> How are um, you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm trying to recover after whatever the fuck that was on Drag Race this week. But hey, I mean. Mm-hmm. It's Australia's Drag Race. Will there be a season two? I don't well, there, know. There, there, there will be. Will it be hosted by RuPaul? That's the question. Oh, I'll break that down later, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll we, we, we shall see. How, how have you been um, feeling about this season? I feel like you have opinions. Like I can tell. Um, yes, very many opinions. Uh, first of all, we're going to send all the queens of color home first. And then the one white queen, we're just going to bring her back surprise. And like, nobody's going to bat an eye at it somewhere. Miss art Simone could not cancel a gig. And so they plan that whole thing. I will That's my say, theory. That's been my theory. I will say that iconic, uh, but you made it. That means nothing. Iconic. I need that like yeah. cut print Emmy, like put it on everything. I mean, I, I want to. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my T-shirt. It's in the mail from Art Simone from uh, Australia. So, I wanted the T-shirt, but I almost want it more as like a travel bag. I think like That's a duffel bag, so much cuter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, I oh, think God the damn. best the best place to put Art Simone's face, and that means nothing, a tramp stamp or a trash can. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well, we're going to yeah, dive so, into this um, episode. Um, it's been an interesting season so far. And this episode I thought was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a missed opportunity in not having a uh, black rugby player being given to Scarlett Adams since she's so familiar with the skin tone. But I mean, it's just a missed opportunity on producers part. Well, I don't think RuPaul was ready to address that again, so. She's not going to cancel her, don't worry. No, she's not going to cancel her because RuPaul is not equipped to have that conversation and RuPaul is not able to cancel anyone because she would be canceled as well because Mm. no one's canceled her yet. RuPaul. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's dive in. Um, Yippee, yippee, (laughs) trans people deserve more. The parting words from the ETC. Maxie wipes off the mirror and mourns the departure of the youngest cast member. Art and Karen say that 
et cetera, is the future of drag and the human race. And then Maxi called her ETC, which I feel like is validation because that's what I've been calling her all season long, mostly because I can't spell her name. You can't spell et cetera? No, it's too hard. That's e- ETC. I can't even so spell definitely. I'm, I am 34 years old. I can't spell the word definitely. Listen, autocorrect exists for a reason. And autocorrect has been the bane of my existence many times. They've fucked me over a lot. <laughs> well, Scarlett oh, was yeah. in the top when she thought she was in the bottom. Um, Karen realizes that she was in the bottom three based on the order of critique. She hasn't won a Maxi Challenge since week one, and she is feeling it. How, how do you get out of the mindset? How does she get better? I mean... Oh. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with the bottoms from last week, and I don't necessarily agree with Karen even being placed so low. Mm -hmm. I I think that the judging's a bit skewed this season. Um, That's fair. I think that it's just very confused, and I think a lot of, like, Australian references, Rue and Michelle don't know and are just being completely lost on them. Absolutely. So I don't think Karen necessarily needs to do anything different. I do think, and and I mean, this is just in the context of the show. I think if you look at her outside cancellation that has occurred as well, uh, there's some things she could do differently. But like, I think with regards to the show, I think she's being pegged as a front runner. And this is just to like, not have her get that GG good, constantly perfect effect that happened that kind of skews the audience against her i think it's Mm -hmm. really just like we're putting you low near the bottom to like scare you and to make it seem like you're not doing when she's really just doing fine sure that's fair i mean karen states the expectations for her is high and art points out that some queens are coming in fresh with fresh lights and immediately looks right at electra who's like me um electra says that this is the first time that the judges saw that saw what she has over the others she's a real contender and hers was generally the best in her eyes art shades electra and confessional reminds us that electra packed what she packed and she has to win them over with other aspects which is is facts are facts america and australia and new zealand okay but like let's break that sentence down because drag race is not about just winning a wearing a fucking dress you can wear a fucking dress all you want and you can have a fabulous fucking whatever, but like, if you don't have a good attitude, you can go fuck yourself. Like that, you that, need, that's fair. Yeah, you need more than just a pretty dress. So Art Simone has no fucking personality and Art Simone's a fucking cunt to everybody on this goddamn show. So now we're gonna have fucking her try and throw shade. Like you need more than that. Like, yeah, girl, just cause you have a shitty dress, Jinx Monsoon showed up with fucking trash and won the show, so. And that's that's why she has to win them over with other aspects. Um, listeners, we have a big surprise. Um, Zalika Parsons is here. You're on mute, baby. I said I finally got inside my house. Yay! How, 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 tell us about your ordeal. What happened today? I'm just a gigantic idiot. Long story short, within the past week, I found that I had like less than 24 hours to move. And magically pulled it out of my asshole. And now I'm in a new space, living, thriving in Brooklyn, and I'm happy to be home. 
that's all that matters. Well, well welcome to the podcast. Um, we we were just talking about the post-elimination and, and art shading a lecture with her um, bag of crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. To, to be bluntly honest, it's great to see contestants like Electra and et cetera, and like the different aspects of drag. And I mean, Art Simone, like she is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, I don't vibe with queens like that. So for me, it's a thing. I, yeah. I was That's on the fair. treadmill watching the episode and like her entire, whenever she speaks, I kind of was like staring at other people's butts. So I, for most of what she said, I was like, uh-huh, you're doing great, sweaty, sure. If you got eliminated already, yeah. back, whatever. Yeah, well, I, I, I do want to read the answer that I had written for you. Right? Do you want do you want to hear it, Zalika? Wait, what was the answer? No, the, your intro? Okay. I, it was, joining me on the man event is a queen who's been hitting the gym recently to work out and to cruise, obviously, is Zalika Parsons. You know me so well. I do, I do. How, how's the cruising going? Um, it's not going that well because we're in a pandemic and nobody wants to fuck in the showers anymore. Although there was someone fucking in the showers today. It was great. I was like, go off, sis, from a distance. But happy pride. Happy pride. It's June. No matter what happens, even good, bad, or ugly, you just have to say happy pride and it's over. That's, that's where fact. Do you Where do you go to the gym? Asking for a friend? Um, so cruising's better at crunch because when I was going to crunch, whenever you were in the steam room, you left happy. Um, but Planet Fitness's shower, I currently go to the one that's like on the Ridgewood border and how the showers are set up is that if there is nobody in there for a split second, you can jump in the leftmost shower because it's behind the wall of where the lockers are. So no one would ever see you. Obsessed. I'll tell my friend. <laughs> yeah, you're going to take a flight from uh, California to, to go there. I'm Long moving time. back to New York. How dare? Long yeah, New York. Um, I'm a two-hour train ride away, so thank you. Okay. For some good trade, I'll be f- fucking going right on Amtrak in. There you go. There, there, there. Facts are facts. So Electra, um, she wants to send Scarlet home really badly because she thinks she's a better performer and believes she's the lip sync assassin. And she literally says, "Call me in, and I'll send her home." One is this a setup for things? Two, would you ever volunteer yourself for a lip sync for your life? I'm mean. You can go first because I have a lot to say. I mean, it's definitely a setup for something. I think <laughs> we're going to see a lip sync between those two just because. And two, would you willing? Fuck no. Go fuck yourself. Absolutely not. I don't want to be near the bottom. I'll fucking put myself in the middle. Call it a day. Thank you. That's true. That's fair. She's on a top or a bottom. She's a middle. Mm -hmm. She's verse. Um, I mean, I, so to answer question one, the foreshadowing is obvious because they're giving this series like the traditional season four drag race edit. So it's very like copy paste, copy paste. So you know what's going to happen. But um, as far as like, would I volunteer? We know if like from reality show background, like we know like any reality show, Survivor to Challenge, Big Brother, whenever they say, I'm a volunteer, they're going home. Like, it's not a good option weather. So I hope she doesn't pull that stunt. And I also think it was just more so her blowing off steam in the confessional. Because, like, when she's on stage with them or in the group with them, she's more much more reserved. So I think it was just her blowing off steam. Because that does not... I mean, it would be the gaggiest thing that ever happened on Drag Race if she'd be the first one to ever do that. But, like, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, neither do I. I think it's just more of a... She said it in confessional because she knows what's good to come and 
just giving us good confessional. We love some good confessional. Well, it's a brand new week, and Karen says she wouldn't mind having like 40 pit crew members come in, and Art's like, we're all thirsty. And Karen's like, how long has it been? And I'm triggered. It's been a while. It's been a long while. Art's last relationship was a decade ago, and I'm like, I'm triggered. I can still relate. Um, please, someone, um, just give me a twink that will love me back. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. The key word here, love me back. I'll give you gifts. You gotta love me back. I mean, if That's we have like listeners, like... listeners, send me a twink for pride. I deserve one. That's I asking mean, a lot from the gay community. Love me back. <laughs> Just have like three That's more true. seasons of Iconic. You'll find one by that. I'm sure. I, I honestly, at that, that point, I have to. But so Art is single, as is Kita. But don't expect a showman's to happen there. No K holes for Art. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Brooklyn, so I know a lot of people who do K holes for Art, but that's different. <laughs> that's very true actually this is a two-year anniversary that i had to um take care of someone who went down a, a k-hole uh down in dc love that journey for you <laughs> yeah our dear friend seraphim Shut wow up. calling them wow, out she said names she said names <laughs> Ooh, she's about receipts <laughs> i will not be naming any of my colleagues who i may or may not work with at a bar that have gotten in k-holes and i've helped to get home i'm not going to name any of those names girl because they're all so burning up and doing better that's fair that's fair well the alarm sounds and it's the boys from auntie donna yeah auntie donna are we so excited no. um mark broden and zach I have no idea who the fuck they are. I'm sorry. I don't know what they're Australians. But I'm thinking that Michael did some research. So who are they? Of course I did. Well, well, Scarlett is more excited for Auntie Donna compared to Danny Minogue, which just sounds like it's very anti-gay. Because all the gays love... I know. Like, everyone loves Danny Minogue. So who are these fellas? They are an Australian absurdist comedy group known for their sketches on YouTube and their show on Netflix Australia. There you have it. Cool. They're also straight. Um, a bunch of straight bros doing their promo appearance for the Vroom Vroom Cars kind of drag race. I think it's funny that this is literally the first time we've gotten this bit in the 12 years of the show that we've never gotten like the Vroom Vroom drag race joke. Um, but my favorite part was back to you, Rand Paul. That was funny. Like, funny. You, you funny. know they tried... You, you know, you know, since they're a comedy trio, they tried making a fracking joke and they were like, yeah, no, that's on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And also Australians making a Rand Paul joke is probably funny to the Australians. They're like, who's Rand Paul? And we're like, we know who Rand Paul is. Uh, yeah, I just kind of zoned that part out. I dissociated for a minute. I'm like, who are these three white men on my television? Do I need this? No. I, I'm fairly certain that one, once they had to move the filming to New Zealand, they had all these guests lined up and they had to like adjust it somehow and include them. And that's why we're getting these really terrible video messages. But it is what it is, you know. But after weeks of being cooped up, the local wildlife come in. It's 10 pit crew members. I will be taking numbers two and three. Who would you like? I don't have them all in my background, so you have to remember who, who, who the ones you enjoyed were. 
You can have them all, baby. You know I like me some bears. And there was nary a bear in that organization of pit crew. That, that's true. Number say, five is the closest. He's no, all right. Would, I'll take the thick one from Canada. Yes, yeah, please. Wait, no, I want the rugby players. Thank you. That's that, that's fair. Well, Art Simone is digmatized. I got digmatized because for this mini challenge, they are playing a guessing game where Rue will give them clues as to what beast the pit crew members have in their undies. Also, why is this not sponsored by Aussie Bum? Well, maybe because it could potentially be because that the underwear they were wearing were props that had holes and shit in them, or because, quite frankly, this is the first season and like, eh. I know, but Aussie Bum is so great. I I love my Aussie Bum. Why is the prize package only thirty thousand dollars? Because it's probably from Rue's pocket, right? <laughs> All right, so um. Scarlet, hate to inform you that those bulges are not actually real. They're not really that big. They have things in their undies. So there is some scoring system, but honestly, who really fucking cares? It's all about the little gimmick here. Um, we're still going to go through them. Number three, uh, the clue was I nurse without nipples, or in Karen, say snake. Then it's I am a monotreme, which means single hole, or in Maxi, say platypus. Karen says bucket. I was like, Bucket? Really, Bucket? The answer is Perry the Platypus. Did you know that? Did you know that from the clues? H-N-P. I had no fucking idea. I gotta be honest with you. I was like, I literally was like on the channel and I was like, this is not, like, I was just honestly more focused on the fact of why didn't they make any Bindi Irwin jokes because they're playing with animals. They could have had ruined like a Bindi like Irwin hat, like the safari bullshit. It's because Rue doesn't know who the Bindi Irwin is. You're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> he doesn't know. No, I no idea. Well, number six, I travel the world on planes. Electra says snake. Kita says lion. I carry my baby everywhere with me. Electra and Kita both say kangaroo, and the answer is kangaroo. I travel the world on planes. What does that mean? What was that clue about? Uh, I don't. I thought it was going to be a joke and like it was actually going to be one, at least one of them was going to be like a picture of Courtney Act just because <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been that good. Been funny. I think there's a kangaroo air that's an uh, inner Australia airline. Oh. Oh, oh, Australia Airlines has the kangaroo as the logo. You're right. Good job. Nice yes! one. Good job. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. All right. Number nine. I have a large bill. Scarlet says Pelican. People say my vocalizations are loud and harsh. Scarlet says magpie. Have either of you heard of a magpie before? Yeah, girl. No. I haven't. Why would I have heard of a magpie? It's been, well, I know magpie because it's a Batman villain and it, the Batman villain is based on the little bird that like steals trinkets and things. And so that's uh, how I know what a magpie uh, is. It's a little thief bird. Yeah, it's an Australian, tiny little Australian bluebird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's not a magpie. The last one. What's better than one cock, but not as good as three cocks? Cockatoo. Uh-huh. A cockaroo. But yes, it's a cockatoo. Number two is I am monogamous by nature. Maxi and Art say penguin. Karen says swan. Um, a flock of me is called a flamboyance. Art says parakeet. Karen and Maxi say flamingo. And the answer is flamingo. That one I knew. That one uh, was um, easy. 
Number 10, got uh, honey, I'll eat anything. Scarlet says crocodile. My skin feels like sandpaper. Scarlet says anaconda. Uh, they're making Scarlet look like a fucking dumbass in this game. Good. Um, final clue was when I'm nearby, Swimmer says, I'm feeling very attacked right now. We love a drag race reference. Scarlet says shark, and the answer was shark. Um, I wish they played baby shark at this moment. Well, it should have been a barracuda. I mean, a shark, a barracuda is more Australian than a shark is. A baby shark. It's a great, killer great white shark. That's, that's a good accent. Good job. Thank you. Number seven was my ancestors first arrived New Zealand in, in 1773. Kita says Kiwi. Today, there are 26 million in me, and Kita's like, oh, no, no, that's fucking sheep. And the answer is sheep. Um, is it true that New Zealanders fuck sheep? Is that a thing? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> what? They said that in the first episode or second episode. I want to put it on the record that I think if you have the logic to be that big of a racist, then you probably fuck sheep. I mean, it goes hand in hand. American racists fuck their cousins. Australian racists fuck their sheep. I'm here for that, Canon. That's fair. That's fair. Well, number five is I can sleep up to 18 hours a day. Electra says bear. Maxi and Art say koala. The answer is koala. Um, I could also probably sleep 18 hours if I really had to. I love koalas. I did it once and I broke the internet. You broke the internet? That's awesome. Is you Kim Kardashian? Do you not remember the time that I fell asleep for 24 hours and everyone thought I died? Oh, yeah. That, that was... That, that, that happened. Happen. That's what that happened. Well, the winner with 17 points is Maxi Shield because she only like said two words through this entire thing, but she wins $2,000 from Amped Accessories, our friends from Canada. We love Amped Accessories here. That's a great prize. I, so good for her. For the Maxi Challenge, the men of the Gay Falcons rugby team are joining the Queens for a little makeover. They must transform them into lovely ladykin. All right, so I like sports. I know some sports things, but I know nothing about rugby. When they were saying their positions, I was like, I don't know what those are referring to. I know nothing. Are either of you better versed in rugby? Um, I actually almost tried out for the Gotham Knights. So I like I'm big into rugby and actually do want to still play it. But for all the the, the basics of rugby is it's football and soccer combined with no rules. Okay. Now, position-wise, why are there numbers attached and not, like, names? I think it has to do with, like, how the field is broken up, if I'm thinking correctly. Okay, I, that, that checks was, out. This infatuation was, like, two years ago, and then I got over it. But, like, I think it has to do with, like, how the field is split up. Kind of like how, like, the whatchamacallit, the thing with the stick and the ice thing, how they have like the point system and the end of the field is scored. It's kind of like that, but with a bigger field. Curling? I don't know. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Mikey, do you know anything about it? I know that every video I've ever seen involving rugby has had a man lose his shorts. So I enjoy that aspect of it. It's very violent and they get naked quite easily because they just rip their clothes off. So sign me up for that. I follow all right, on Instagram all right. too. It's a really good Instagram <laughs> account. Well, Maxi as the winner gets to assign the players to the Queens. Um, they want a strong family resemblance, and this is going to be a sticking point throughout the episode. So, friends, we're going to mention that a lot. 
She gives Karen Wolf, Electra gets Farah, Scarlet gets Brad, Art gets Jonah, Kitta gets Carl, leaving Dan for herself because she's got a costume he can fit in. Art notes that Maxie was playing nice and not strategically. Scarlet says the only suspect pairing is Kita and Carl because Carl is pretty and Kita is a good friend. So Shady Electra. Um, They can use their own drag plus fabulous footwear from Shumi. Do they not have a fabric wall here? Not that I remember. Okay. I guess it didn't fit into their budget. Well, I think they kind of have been moving away from that, even in the U.S. version, because now the queens show up with something. No one ever uses it. It's just a waste of money. So low budget. Why fucking have it? I mean, unless Monique is there crafting an outfit. Also, like sponsorship. Also, like a fabric wall would cost thirty thousand dollars, and that's the prize money. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So we get a bit of getting to know you intros from the queens with their players, and literally none of them have been in drag before. But Jonah has put on lipstick, so that's a step. That counts. Maxie is interrogating Dan, and they are not sure if the beard is staying. It's going to be up to Maxie. Dan hasn't shaved his beard in twelve years. Um, and that is a long time. That, that, that's, that's an identity. That's been longer than Art's last relationship. True. Can I say that felt so forced, that whole, like, oh, my God, you haven't shaved. Like, you went on this show knowing full well you were probably going to shave it. So this whole storyline of, I don't know, and my identity is my beard. But I'm like, this is just fucking for the cameras. That's fair. Um, how, how, how long have your six, beards been growing? Six months. Mm-hmm. I want to say the last time I performed in person a drag show was like nine months ago. So nine months. Okay, not take. bad, not bad. And when are you both shaving? Maybe before I move, actually. I'm thinking that uh, I, li- I like to shave. I Like every once in a while, I just want to start fresh, new facial hair, new... Like new facial hair, new me, start over. I do it two, three just, times. A just, year. just, just, just. No more handlebar mustache, please. I cannot confirm or promise that that won't happen. No, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I have to shave because I'm going to be hosting RuPaul's Drag Race at the Phoenix. Pew, 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 pew. That's exciting. All Star Six. Yeah, it hasn't been announced yet, but surprise, I'm announcing it. There you go, exclusive here on Block Talk. Bam. Electra tries to get yeah, Farah it's too, it's to... Too, it's too sweaty. Yeah, it's fair. For, especially the summer, but Electra tries to get Farah to shimmy and do fierce eyes, and suddenly something is emerging from him. Is that all it takes, is just to be with the drag queen to really, like, get into the, 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 the mood of it all? I mean, as a professional drag queen who lost all of their gigs because of the pandemic and now actually has a day job, um, anytime I've ever done a makeover look on anybody, it literally is the moment anything is on their face. Like the minute you put anything on their face or anything like, like cause costumes and stuff some, for some, t- some people it works, but like the three times I've ever put someone in full drag, it's always once like there's some sort of eye shape or some sort of difference to their face structure. That's when they get into it and they can't take themselves every single time does not fail. That's fair. That's fair. Well, speaking of accessories, Dan is bad in in heels. Goodness gracious, that was terrible. Um, Wolf, not too terrible, but Karen wants him to do it like a woman. 
Brad is taught how to turn, and Scarlet's like, nah, man, you're a man. Farah, meanwhile, it's excellent in those high thigh highs. It's a really cute montage, especially then when we get Dan, who is just wobbling like a weeble wobble and almost falls over. Um, I feel like, like that's kimchi. Oh, I feel like that's how it would be if I was ever put in heels. Like, I don't think I would be able to stand. Um, speaking of heels, um, I watched um, To Tell the Truth. Have you, are you familiar with that um, game show? Yes, I know the exact episode you're talking about. Um, last night, uh, RuPaul was on, um, and one of the people um, was the To Tell the Truth was their secret was that they um, make um, uh, hoof heels, like hoof boots. You know what Davina DeCampo wore for her at the races? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this professional makes these um, things. And RuPaul put them on and, and almost fell over. Yeah. RuPaul walk can't do drag. What are you talking about? She performed at the, all, at the season 13 finale. Okay, okay, ladies, calm down, calm down. <laughs> we'll leave our RuPaul, let's leave our RuPaul and drag opinions until we talk about the runway look, because, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, the boys are excited to try on titties, and Art asked Jonah to emit a noise like a woman. Um, and Art oh, is known yeah. for good mouth hole. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that how all drag queens um, talk? That's how we communicate when we're too drunk. If anything happens that we get way too wasted, we just like look at each other and then say, well, also, that's also a TikTok trend. TikTok ruined that for everybody, but yes. The only thing good to come out of TikTok is um, she's sea shanties. Castaways. We are castaways. I love sea shanties. I would love to see a drag queen perform uh, Wellerman. Not crickets. familiar. Crickets. <laughs> All crickets. Anyway, Carl, uh, Kita blows Carl with the blow driver and says that he is giving big crossy energy. I still am not sure if I'm fond of that phrase because she's used it a couple times. They ha- oh my god, okay. I just got that. <laughs> we're at we're at the point of this season where we're learning more and more about Australian culture, and I think this may be the last season of Australian's Drag Race because we're all at a point collectively where like we're good, we're okay. Yeah. Said that at the beginning of this thing, I totally said that exact same sentence. Like Australian Drag Race and Holland's Drag Race. I'm like, we're good. We did it. Bring back. Are you kidding? No, they're 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 literally filming Drag Race Holland right now. They shouldn't be. They should just take the thirty thousand and that sell that ugly dress and then use that prize money for like next All Stars. Um. Yeah. No. Envy Peru is doing Fred's makeup this season. I'm okay. That's an upgrade. But like, yeah. Right. Envy Peru, your prize for winning uh, Drag Race Holland is you get to do the makeup for the host. Congratulations, she's the new Raven. Oh, Raven. That's next week's episode. I, I'm excited for whoever gets to talk about that. Mm. Anyway, Brad and Carl, we learn, are partners and have been together for two years, so they're going to be a little competitive, but that's a sweet little romance that we had in the workroom. Um, but that's happened before in other makeovers where there have been partners within the room. We always love a little uh, plot within the episode. Sorry, I would also love seen... to be the plot between them. They were both beautiful. That whole thing seems so forced, though. Like, if we're going to talk about how the whole bear story is, then I get, like, the bear community in Australia is big, so that's, like, important to them. Like, the whole, oh, we're actually in love. We're actually partners for two years. It's been great, yes. I'm like, this is so fucking forced. And I'm just like, whatever. Like, just get to the runway. I don't care. Welcome to reality television. 
Art looks around the room and notices that the fifth Hobbit movie is happening in the corner with Maxie. Scarlet has a big old man. Um, but Art and Scarlet both think they're the only ones who are making costume, custom outfits, unlike the lazy girls who brought something from home. Now, we're going to discuss later on what the prompt and the brief actually meant and what they were supposed to bring, what they weren't supposed to bring, what they were supposed to represent on the runway. But this is, I think, it's, it's, it's been a while since we've really seen in a makeover challenge people need to make something for the, their partner. I have yeah. to be honest, though. I was kind of just really shocked when, like, we got to the remain stage, and I was like, "But where, where is the traditional?" Oh, and one more thing: you and your makeover sister need to do a quick little show about blah blah blah. Like they've done that terrible. every single makeover no, one because because they finally got the point that it's a terrible, terrible skit. That's my favorite part. What do you? Th- oh, the sex ed cheer was the funniest thing. <laughs> Art says that Karen is putting her dra- drag daughter into a sack, and Scarlett's like, Art, you're tailoring a square of, a square of fabric while she's custom boning a corset. Okay, girl, you think you're doing better, but we'll see what the results are on the runway. Karen is nervous about what they're giving because they need to be a family. Electra is like, I just don't want to steal the limelight, and her man is like, I will overshadow you, and that's the family resemblance right there. Yep. Delusion. Convince yourself. <laughs> I um, love that they ha- they all decided to collectively cheer, um, as they say, drive it up the guts. Um, very masculine, very hetero around that table. It's time for shaving. Let's discuss. Scarlet is working on Brad, and she is completely using a dry shaving method. Um, as a man who can grow facial hair in the two of you with beards, do not come near me with a dry razor. Ever. I do not fucking care. My I, I, my face needs to be wet and primed and ready to be touched with something sharp. What are your opinions on this? Because it's also happened on Drag Race Espana this week, too. I think it's fake. I think it's literally one of those, like, let's get it for the camera to shock them, and then they just send them into the bathroom and they shave the face the rest by themselves. Like, it, was just a, it was just a photo op. Half this shit is just a photo op. There's no way. You really think, I know we're going to talk about it in a second, but you really think Art was able to do both their faces in that quick amount of time after taking three days to do her own? There's no fucking way. They, Art, everything I do believe staged. that. Art, I, I, I could believe Art doing it, though, because she's very mm-hmm. good. Not, not, not that good. did her fucking eyebrows need to set? Oh, her eyebrows are setting. For 50 years, Mary? As yeah. someone who usually shaves their brows and has had to cover other people's brows, it does not take any longer than 30 minutes i under like i'd take 10 minutes but like i could see why someone would want to take the full 30 but there is no fucking way either they were like producing the fuck out of it and it really wasn't that long but then i don't see how can karen can do her whole face in 30 minutes so that's that's fair now now mikey do you do you use a dry razor or do you have to wet your face and everything first oh no you have to go through the whole process there's the pre-shave oil there's the during shave there's the post like it's a process to make sure your skin doesn't fucking break out and fucking just get mangled right now we now dan agrees he's going to get the beard shaved um again this is a dry shave and we saw a big clump of hair on the ground so she was there for at least a little bit of time shaving his face also is the rule that the 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 um, the rugby player can't touch their face at all. Is that why the queen is shaving them? I know. I just thought it was her dramatic effect because there have been several times yeah. where, like, they've done things like, oh, put this lash on or, like, 
I, th- yeah. I think it's just, that was just again no one no unless unless I am like dead don't come near me with a razor I'm doing it myself please like I I I, I don't I have, I have trust issues and my face don't don't hurt it Mm-mm. I will um, recommend geez. a professional shave it's probably the best thing ever mm-hmm. maybe season, maybe one day on season four of Iconic the finale challenge is you need to either put Michael Block Heidi Ho or Lindsay K in full drag that would be fun that would be good I've <laughs> things to think about for the future if that ever happens for us to have another show we'll see art is telling jonah that he has a monobrow that's just rude i i I think she was just being mean to him like that's a mean mom did you ever tell your to everybody she's horrible it's art like we what what would you expect what do you expect so we have our first dramatic moment of the evening. Um, Electra is priming Farrah's face, and I'm like, first off, what are you doing to that poor man? But Farrah reveals that he is shy because he is a Pacific Islander, and it's ingrained in their culture to just do your best to fit in. He thought being gay was a phase and wanted to fit in as a cis man. Electra says that she is seen quite masculine, and there was a time you didn't tell people you did drag because it emasculated you, and you didn't tell gays in the community. But being a dancer, they wanted they, they didn't want a feminine boy, but a masculine go-go dancer. Electra has been in relationships where they didn't like drag, um, but there are a hundred dicks in the world to stop what you love. Zaleka, have you ever had to keep your drag a secret from other people? <laughs> Do you have time? Oh my god. So I started drag when I was 15, and it was like um a whatchamacallit, it was um a college kind of like fundraiser and like after the first time I fell in love with it and my like my dad was supportive my mom fucking hated it so I always had to hide from her like she's at least thrown out my drag out four times and like you could probably see my Facebook status of all my drag was thrown out um that's personal but like in like relationships and shit yes I mean I shaved my eyebrows so it's kind of like obvious and stuff but like in the beginning when I used to try to glue down my brows or do the half shave and draw up it was very like machismo-y men who would just be like, it, it's especially like earlier seasons, like season five or six of Drag Race before it like really blew up. It was very much like, oh, so you're not a man. I'm like, the dick still goes in the butthole either way, whether I do drag or not. So I don't see the correlation. Like, especially I as a top biological top, like I don't understand why so many guys who are bottoms are like, oh, then you can't fuck me. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I still could fuck you whether or not if I'm a drag queen. So next sentence. There, there, there's the truth. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it is definitely a thing that we've seen on, heard on the show, but in, in the local communities, it's, it's real, it's prevalent. And you know what? I say to those people, fuck off. You're not worth it. And like, it's also still a thing, which is really fucking weird. Cause like, I think I thought I got over it because once I really embraced it as like a lifestyle, like drag is a lifestyle, like the Thor G Thor, woo, crazy kind of thing. Once I got into that headspace and I was like, I really love my art, whatever. I thought it would be done, but I still have like, I'll be on Snapchat and like my ex from middle school, I was like catching up like, oh, how are you doing? He's like, great. I was like, we should get coffee sometime. And he's like, sorry, I don't date drag queens. And I was like, I literally just asked you to get coffee, but sure this was like Listen, the, assumptions, the assumptions of some gay men and i i just i'm like i'm trying to give you a compliment i'm literally not ago. trying to get your pants yeah it wasn't even two mm. months ago i was like are we were like pe- kim people are dying like what the fuck 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh-huh. Mikey, have you ever thought about doing drag? I have done it before, not like anything super intense. I've had someone put me in drag before. It's enjoyable. I would do it again. It's just, I know that I know how I am and I know I will spend way too much money on it. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm an expensive bitch, so I cannot be spending that kind of money doing drag. So for now, I admire it from afar. That's Maybe fair. down the line when I win the lottery, I'll do it more. And where, where, on, was your, where was your drag debut? It was in college. It was, a, it was a good time. It was fun. A friend of mine who did drag in New York for a while uh, put me into a full drag look, and it was a lot of fun, and it's a great time. I'd do now, it again w- in a heartbeat. More important question. Would you ever fuck a drag queen, and are you single? <laughs> I would fuck a drag queen, and I am not single, but I am in an open relationship. Okay, well, oh, wait. Open? Okay, I could work with that. Next question. <laughs> uh, now, wait, did you do this at New Paltz? I did do this at New Paltz. I, I mean, I, I'm very much anti-New Paltz nowadays, but um, that's for um, other, other reasons. I will Because most you. people who come out of New Paltz are fucking assholes. I I'm mean, trying to yes, think. but <laughs> I mean, yes, Ooh. but <laughs> yeah. Well, they say you, you are you know who you're referring to. True, that's true. That, 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 Wait, that's I don't very know true. who it is. I want to know. Mouth it. I could see your face. Mouth it. I want to know. Now, later after after the podcast. Anyway, oh. Farah says okay. that it's cool <laughs> to be a part of the Falcons rugby team um, because they can all be themselves and be masculine and pretty and just have fun and hit each other. Phenamine feels gorgeous, and Art's like, I don't know about that. She thinks Kita has been doing a lot of Kita, and that's about it. All eyes are on her to top, and she'll leave it at that. Why are they so mean to Ketamine? Because she's the uh, the weird one. Like, she's the one who's not trying to do the grain drag. Like, even not to knock her down, because I've worked with Karen before. She's an absolute sweetheart, minus the racism. But, um, like, she literally, like, is the fish version of camp like she is like as close to Trixie Mattel that Australia would get because Australian drag queens are known to be the kooky they're not the most polished but they're kooky and crazy Alexa shut the fuck up um they're the she's been a cunt bitch the past 24 hours but um like they're known to be even though they're a little bit crunchy they're still like they strive for the feminine womanly drag so Kita means in like a league of her own. That's fair. That's fair. I get that. Well, Kita hasn't won and she wants to show Rue that she's not just a middle of the road queen. Carl tells her that in Maori, they call it Monica Tonga, in which they are able to match energies and lift someone's spirits. He felt cared for and wanted to be a big ball of energy. Kita has more confidence and will build it up. And I think that's co- kind of cool to learn about um, Monica Tinga. Um, there was a cool post that I think uh, BBC uh, Drag Race um, UK put out that I posted on my story about Monica Tonga. So I think that's a cool thing. And I'm going to start believing in it because I need good energy. I love me some good Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. Oh, Monica. Karen notes that she has only uh, that, that 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 art has only glued down Jonah's eyebrows while she's working um, on her own face. Scarlett is learning a new face, and she's not too worried about the family resemblance. <laughs> Just you wait, girl. You have no fucking idea. Um, 
Art is literally almost done with her eyes. Jonah is still sitting there with nothing on his face. Electra then decides to call her out. And she's like, I'm waiting for her eyebrows to dry, you dickhead. And Electra's like, you've been saying that for an hour. Now, I know we've discussed this a little bit, but do you knock any other drag queen's process? Is that kosher? Yeah, of course. 100%. Without you're a cunt I mean, like art. So yeah, who's, who's, Well, that. no, Electra was knocking the process. Who, whose process do you want to call out right now that they should like get faster on? Um, Jan Sport before she got on Drag Race, done. <laughs> like she could not do drag for her life. She just had money and connections. That's all she had. That's literally all she needed to get on Drag Race. She got on and now she learned how to do drag and she's waiting for the better luck next time. It's not going to work out. Sorry. Zalika Parsons hosting All-Star 6 at the Phoenix. Go watch she it because you're going to have a lot fifth. of hot takes. I, I need this pot of tea to keep boiling over. I'm living, I'm laughing, and I'm loving for it. Here you go. Oh, you can't see it because my yeah. background, but here's the pot. There's the pot. There's the pot. Ugh. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, Electra I'm sorry, says, that's off the record. That was off the record. You have to censor it. Just don't forget to censor it. Wink, wink. Yeah, you say that with your world eyes. <laughs> um, Electra says that it's so much more than putting on the wigs, the makeup, and the costuming. It's releasing something from within you. She was explaining to Farah as she was doing each step. She thinks there is no nurturing or mothering of Art, which is totally fine. Art just wants to win. Art says she's doing his face last so it doesn't get crusty and gross when they hit the runway while they all sit around for two hours. That's actually a le- legit answer. No, it's not. Is it true? Okay, so yeah, first well, exactly. off, if you're, if you're doing the eyebrow coverage properly, it doesn't matter how long you let it sit because regardless, it's going to look the way it looks. She, If you were doing like a three-hour drag show or a five island pine drag show and you were running back and forth across the island then i'd say okay glue the brows down let them dry and run around do your shit then paint your face they are in a fucking 30 degree studio with like literally hours to film this shit like there's no reason for no it's it's ridiculous i'm sorry i hate drag race <laughs> <laughs> wolf I have very says strong well, Wolf tells Karen that Art's face looks stunning, and Karen says she is stunning, but it's a shame her personality stinks. Agree. <laughs> I think Agree. it's really interesting that, like, she threw that shade out there very, like, under her breath, knowing it was going to definitely make the show. And they're supposed to be, like, good friends, which may be why she was able to say that. Can we also talk about how Art got on the show after winning the UK prize? What? Art Simone has a YouTube has a Wow Presents series, which is the UK Prize. Oh, so Art uh, won gotcha, the UK gotcha. Prize before getting on. So I don't, I don't even know why she's on the fucking show. No we're, offense we're to sa- her, she's no, no. We, we are talented. saving, we are saving conspiracy for the end because we'll, we'll have a discussion to talk about it with. Okay, but it's runway time. Um, it's the family resemblance runway, and RuPaul is like, I'm going to come out there looking like probably All Star Six winner Kylie Snoke Love in her Christmas special look. Please. She looks so fucking good. From your so mouth to God's good. ear. Uh, I was like, I've seen this look before. Now I know. Thank you, Russell Zacker, for bringing it to my attention that um, Kylie Sunique Love's look was inspired by uh, Gigi Gorgeous. It was a replica of that. So fine. But Rue, like, that was literally the same color palette. Um, why would Rue wear that? It was gorgeous on her, but. I mean, RuPaul can do whatever the fuck she wants as long. I mean, to be fair, to be completely fair, that outfit, she probably saw it and said, oh my God, I could put sweatpants on so easily. Make me it, make me it. That was probably her train of thought. 
Probably. Well, we got Michelle and Reese as our panel for the night. And you know what? I'm still madly in love with Reese Nicholson. I think he is such a good um, judge. He is so funny. He is so quick. I, I think he's excellent. Uh, yeah, but someone's you rolling all, their eyes. You, no. he, he's, you think, he's fucking horny for him. That's why he thinks he's so good. You think all twins no! are talented. No, 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 Seraphim. no. I, I call Seraphim. Listen. I said it to you both faces i don't give a fuck. i know joel joel creasy would have been my pick for um this slot and also to make love with reason nicholson looks like a tiny little elf person who um got thrown in the um tilda swinton duplicator um Don't all twinks look like little tiny elves or is that just a matter of my own opinion no that's, that's your opinion description no no anyway i think he's great he's really funny and whatever there he, he's i think he's better than carson and ross and alan and graham that's a really strong statement because no but go on that, that is a strong opinion that's that's a strong okay. wrong opinion are we just okay. all pointing out how we feel about people and getting our personal vendettas out because i did it with jan you're doing Apparently. it with that bitch great all right okay so category is drag film resemblance in honor of the runway we are going to play Family or Shambly? We love a play on words. Uh, um, uh, first up is Ketamine and Fetamine. No designers listed. If the challenge was to do a duplicate, then Keta absolutely nailed it. They both are wearing identical garments, identical hair. The beat is exceptional. I really didn't know if Keta was going to be able to paint someone else, but she knocked it out of the park. Um, the look is camp. It's big. It's very much who Keta is. The reveal is silly, and it was executed very, very well. Um, I think the black and white motif is very strong and playful, especially for this runway. I do want to note that if you look at Kita's photo for this look on her Instagram, it features what she says is her drag family. Included in that photo on the bottom right is Electra Shock. Is this news? Is Electra her drag daughter? No, they've talked about how she's the niece. They've said it before in one of the first episodes. You just weren't paying attention and doing your job. Okay, that's fair. I think it was like either the first or second episode. It was one of where it was where she was faltering and like she was like, oh, oh, it's great to see my niece here, even though I'm gonna probably send her home, something like that. Okay, well, see, that was the thing. It's like I wasn't sure if that was just like uh just saying her niece because they work together or whatever, or if it was actually a drag niece. Um, because the way she worded it on her Instagram made it feel like that she those were her kids or and and had her mother there. So that's why I asked that. But um, and then I then it was posted that Anita was supposed to be in the photo, but she was unavailable to be a part of it. So that's why Anita was not in the photo. Mm-hmm. That being said, how did you feel about Keita and Feta? Feta cheese. 10 out of 10 across the board. It was literally spelled like Feta cheese. I agree. I think that they... So I, in the beginning, was very like, okay, they're going to get mad because they look exactly, exactly the same outfit. But when they pulled the reveals off and they were two separate outfits, I was like, it was genius to get you to see them as the same person and then take that away. So it's like, oh, they are different. So that was just, that was amazing. I will be, I think this whole challenge is just bullshit anyways. Um, I think that half the time they want them to look identical. The other half the time they, they want, it's all based on walk, I think. And I think they had yep. a good walk. I don't think that they the did. way they look matters at all. I think it just comes down to who has the similar walk. And I think they had a perfectly similar walk. 
I think they should also give them more time for this challenge. Like they should yeah. make it like a boots boot camp kind of style where it's like day one, heel walking, day two, like runway walking, day three, like how to like split. Like I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. you can't you can't literally take like if someone who like if you were making over a drag queen, it's okay, they get shtick that you just need to make them more like you. But like you can't just take a random gay man and be like you want to be a drag queen? It's not Halloween every day, hey, bitch. They, they made Tyler Oakley into a drag queen. No, they didn't. <sighs> Mary, that was a man. I mean, to be fair, who made over Tyler Oakley? Exactly. That was, was just that Monet? Yeah, they yeah. fucked her over by giving her Tyler Oakley. That wasn't her fault. Could you no. imagine sitting with Tyler Oakley's annoying ass trying to do makeup and be like, Mary... <laughs> So every time he said something, she got her face wet. She had to be like, girl, calm down. You're going to get your makeup wet. Like, it was, uh, no. I mean, have we ever heard Tyler Oakley to shut up, too? So his, you can't do lips when you're constantly. That's fair. That's fair. Bad. Well, Rue says that they turned it out. Michelle says the family resemblance is there and the makeup is really good. Rue asks Feta what Brad thought of the transformation. And she said he thinks she looks fucking hot. And Brad calls her the sexiest. For this look, family for me, I'm definitely going to give it a family A+. It's definitely a family. I think family all across the boards. Yeah, I agree. The audience was 90% family, 10% Shambly. Next up is Electroshock and Re-Reaction. No designers listed. Remember Miss Fame's entrance look on season seven? This is her now. I think the looks are fun and doing Alien for Electra was smart because it allowed us not to see her makeup flaws. Um, the face of Riri is so different, but I think the story is present with the looks. Usually this challenge, Riri wants them to showcase who they are, and I don't know if this really showed the side of Electra that we've seen. It's fun, but I think this was incredibly safe. I think the looks were strong, and I think that there was the definite resemblance to like identical makeup, but this was her showing, like, I would have... I would have taken points off because I was the minute the makeup was getting started, the base, I was like, why is she doing Juno Birch? Like, she's not supposed to be doing Juno Birch. She's supposed to be doing her. So, like, that was a little pissed me off. But, like, when I saw the full cohesive look on the runway, I was like, she went all the way out there. So, I could respect that because her character is all the way out there. Okay, fair. 125 fucking percent agree. When they were like, they look nothing alike. I'm like, are we looking at the same fucking thing, Michelle? Like the makeup, but I would definitely say it wasn't necessarily doing her. She was doing a character and they both mm-hmm. had the same character. And I think that's where I would not maybe give her the win. Whereas I would with Kita. I, I think it's just like, I, it wasn't trash. It just wasn't stellar. Right. Well, see that, that, that's part of it is Kita has defining features when she does her face and they're easily translatable to another face. Electra really doesn't have that. Yeah. She has a very yeah. generic face. It's yeah. a face of like, you know, Gina Tonic. Um, but it, it's, it's hard to put that face on someone else because it, it's not going to translate. And I understand where that's coming from. For sure. I would like to put I would like to put on the record that me and Gina Tonic are still friends and I do think that she has a distinguishable face. I know drag queens that you hang out with that don't have distinguishable faces and I'd be happy to name them Nicole. Fair shade. More tea. Oh, and another twink that you think is talented because you're obsessed with them. Move on. Okay. Michelle says that her sibling or cousin, which was very shady, 
has been neglected in the makeup area and it's a new thing for her to do. Reese says she created a smart way for them to look as similar as possible. There's drama to the looks and calls it James Cameron does Chicago and Reese does no because that's tough. I'll give it a family. Cool. I think it was a good. I, I didn't. It. I liked it. Um, I didn't get the. I didn't see the James Cameron, but I did see the part in um the ending of Rocky Horror when they have the gun. Mm-hmm. I thought it was more like all of that, but like with a uh, um, Priscilla twist for the costuming. But I still give it a family. Like, they yeah. look like a family, but they don't look like Electra's family. Twins. They look like someone else's right. family. Yeah. I mean, I, I would give him a family and I, I see the James Cameron, the Avatar, Blue People, Pandora bullshit thing. Like it was it was nice, middle, safe for me. Yeah. I give it a family. I liked it. I, it was not as offensive as some of the other ones were, but again, yeah, that's like fair. middle, safe. The audience was 84% family, 16% shambly. Next up, Maxi Shield and Silhouette. Uh, no designers listed, and those moomoos are terrible. I would not be caught dead in one. Um, bring back Wintergreen. Wintergreen would have rocked this. Um, I get that these are camp, but they're actually gross. This is a hard pass for me. I can't say anything nice about it. Sorry. Who wants to talk? I mean, to be fair, in the world and the day and age that we live in, that's all I got. I really can't explain what the fuck happened. I mean, as a big girl who has put other big girls in drag, like you got it. You can't just neg- like, I'll, I will be the first one to say half the time when I'm at the end of the day, I put on a flowy dress and I'm like, oh my God, my legs are amazing. And it works. But there was no styling. There was no, like the makeup was like barely on. Nothing. Like I didn't understand that. I was like, what the fuck's going on? The no breastplate thing I didn't understand. And then also, if you're given someone who has really nice legs and they're a big girl, that is the easiest thing to just throw a fucking corset on. You don't even have to pad them. Just throw a corset on them, make them a little bit more figured, throw the titties on and like put some form fitting thing on them. Even if the bottom was just like a big skirt that just like fluffed out so they were more comfortable maybe. But there was so many possibilities and she literally just said, I'm going to go to Bed Bath & Beyond, get these two towels, sew a quick moo-moo and say that's it. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Mikey, what'd you think? I think he was a beautiful man. He was such a beautiful man. He was so pretty. And when he shaved the beard off, I was even more attracted. Oh, such a beautiful man. Yeah. Well, um, I, 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 again, <laughs> I think this is an example of what the brief told them to do. They were told to bring similar outfits. That's what they did. And I just, I, I don't think Maxie was really prepared for this challenge in the way that other people have been in the past. Um, she just, she missed the mark completely. Um, Michelle says the funness didn't go unnoticed, but there's hair missing under the turban and the black undergarments were showing. Reese says they both seemed unsure of themselves. Rue says they have beautiful legs and asks what the beard meant. Scylla says that having a beard allowed her to fit into the bear tribe of gay culture and it came part of her identity. <sighs> Shambly, not going to work for me. Definitely in Shambly. Shambly, Laquifa Wadley. Yeah, it's a no from me, dog. Audience, 23% family, 77% Shambly. So there, there was some, some support for her. A lot more Who was this thought, 23%? Who was that? Every, every week on Michael Block Talks' Instagram, you could see a survey where he asked the audience if it's a toot or a boot on the looks from the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. 
That's yep. Michael and Black Sock on Instagram. There is the plug. Yeah, you you too can uh, can can vote and and question people because sometimes not on this episode. There there have definitely been times where people will message me and be like, "Who the fuck is doing this?" I'm like, I'm not giving out names unless I'm super offended. And I've almost I do it every week. Names. I I do it every week because I like being an asshole and and fucking with the ratios. I'm offended that this is 23% liked. I want to know who, I want names. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I can't go back in time, but okay. Ready for Art and Craft Simone? No, it doesn't. I tried many a time, but Art and Craft Simone. Look by Tamara Claire, Hair by Teen by Trent Ashley, Nails by Claws and Box. Priscilla! I really just want to discuss how there are so many people who did not know or understand this reference, and I'm incredibly disappointed and offended that no one understood this was Priscilla. Um, those are foam replicas of flip-flops to create the, um, this look because she couldn't bring flip-flops all the way from Australia to New Zealand because it'd be too heavy. I think this is a great homage to Priscilla and the discussion of family resemblance needing to be identical should be thrown out because the moral of this movie is about family and choosing your own family. I think this was smart and a great way to tackle this challenge. Are you going to bitch about I'm making a custom gown and da 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 and I'm so original and you fucking stole an outfit from a fucking tele- from a fucking movie. Like you can't be sitting oh I'm original and I'm doing custom and no one else is and blah 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 like shut the fuck up art. Right. I'm that, so that, that was all for the cameras. That. I was, and that was so all for cameras. And not for yeah. nothing but it was a tube dress. It's not like it was a gown. It was a fucking exactly. tube dress. So. And it, it was literally a square good. fabric. Maybe also, it is. No, no, it looked poorly constructed. Maybe if she'd fucking done it on shipped it in like everyone else instead of trying to have some moral superiority to everybody, it would have looked better and she would have won. I said what I said. I don't think this okay. was the time in the pl- I don't think this was the time and the place for the looks. Like personally, I just don't think because Art Simone, when it comes to the like as uh, in my eyes, when it comes to the family resemblance runway, the outfit or the story needs to go to what your drag character is. And yeah. Art Simone is an artist. I would have liked like if they were wearing smocks and like maybe Art was doing a painting and the sister was doing like a clay sculpture and like had clay all over them. Like if it hit, I just didn't think that the art of Art Simone's like, well, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. I just don't think her drag character was in either of the looks. I mean, she is campy and she is avant-garde, but like, it just didn't scream Art Simone to me. It screamed that movie, not her. Yeah, and that's that's totally fair. And because I think she got into her head that is family resemblance and discussion of family and what this movie means. Because I don't know if you saw the entire um, story spread she did on her Instagram where she explained the background for this look. Um, But she's been doing Priscilla. Like, well, I mean, she's been doing she Priscilla time to think with her, about it. No, she literally has been doing Priscilla with her drag family for years. And it's harder for us to understand the impact of Priscilla as it is to them. That movie is literally everything to drag culture in Australia. I will have you know, how dare you? I, over the quarantine, got very fucked up and watched Priscilla with Vixen from Brooklyn. And the... And he couldn't believe I never watched it in my entire life. And the impact that that movie had on me, let me tell you, it made me decide that I shouldn't order Domino's and then I should have cooked my own food because I could do anything I put my mind to. God damn So it. you didn't like the movie? I don't know. I really love the movie. Um, I just, again, <laughs> like, I get the whole, okay, it's like their thing and it's like big for them. And I totally get that, 100%. Still don't think it was the time and place. 
Agreed. Fair. Michelle loves the name, but doesn't see a family, drag family resemblance. Reese says she is so smart and makes incredible references, but it gets in the way of the challenge. Rue asks Kraft who in her family she looks like, and she says her sister, and she looks better. Rue calls her a woman and laughs, and it was very uncomfortable. Yep. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this after bashing you for liking Reese, but I agree with Reese. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm going to, I like this. I'm going to give it a family. I mean, I, it is amazing and it's constructed and it is gorgeous, but I'm giving it a shambles because it didn't meet the challenge. I agree. Audience, 77% family, 23% shambly. I mean, sure, but like at the end, also the other thing though is, okay, so if you wanted to do Priscilla, there are 400 other more amazing, luxurious outfits from that movie. Why did you pick the flip-flop dress? Because it was something she could easily craft and hold over others as a moral superiority of look at what I that, made. And because it's part of in that part of the movie that they become a family. That's why. Yeah, I still Go watch the movie it. again. Thanks. Go watch the movie again. Bye. Okay, Scarlet Adams and Sapphire Adams looks by Scarlet, jewels by Miss Madison 3D, hair by Dream Queen Wigs. Um, well, Sapphire tried, but baby, that's a man. Um, that is a man. I think the the looks are cool, and clearly this is a Scarlet vibe. The energy is missing from Sapphire, so even if she looks comfortable, it would have not have felt right. The looks are same in different colors, and it's true to Scarlet, but her paint is not nearly as strong as it should have been. Maybe if they gave her a black rugby player, she would have done better. How many times you gonna say that? I'm gonna keep she, saying that until she's fucking gone. I really just think where she fucked up was she applied for the wrong TV show. She applied for Drag Race, and she should have applied for the Amazing Racists. But we got what we got, and at the end of the day, you're all born naked, and the rest is how the fuck you still on a national television program with the black host. But whatever. So I well, RuPaul's think she, not gonna cancel her. But whatever. Nope. But I liked I liked the looks. I just think again for this challenge that she she executed the challenge because they looked related, but like, yeah, it, it no, it's a no yeah. for me, dog. Michelle says it was cute but too simple. Her major complaint was Sapphire wasn't padded. Um, Reese says that Scarlett's look was a little more finished. Rue says that the hair could have been softened, but she looks gorgeous. She asks who in the family she looks like, and Sapphire says her dad. Carl says he was proud of Brad, and as much as we love the hotness that is Scarlett Adams, this is a shambly. Not going to work. Who said Scarlett Adam was, Adams was hot? Yeah, who Me? is saying these things? None of us. Sorry, the morals come oh, I the would. body that you don't have. I would bang. You would fuck shambly. the racism right out of her. Absolutely. Where are you going on this one? Girl shambly like i mean okay if we were talking like if this was the first week challenge she definitely could have gotten a pass but like this is week whatever i'm tired but like no shambly mikey it was just that was a man yeah it was. that was a man that was there was no there was a man in a dress and there was no hiding the fact that that was a man in a dress it there was I no mean, effort put in no effort at all like there was no padding the makeup was kind of meh. it just it looked like she just didn't care and knew she'd have to be in the bottom at some point and said eh, i could probably send home maxi this week but to also be fair scarlet's drag is it has an air to like non-binary like 
weakness to it, but she should have acclimated it for the fact that she is turning someone who does not look like a traditional non-binary performer or does not like look like someone who could easily slink into something and like say fashion. Like she should have had some right. sort of like, okay, if you're going to play with this, like it could maybe something that was like a full, like one of those satin full, like head to toe or like lower gowns. that's like so body shaped or something just to like try to play with him a little bit better, but she got lazy. Yep. Audience was 39% family, 61% Shambly. And finally, we have Karen from Finance and Debbie from Reception. Look by Mr. Frockhard and Isaac Loomis. Hair by Styled by Esther. Nails by Ice Cream Nails. Again, replication, and it worked. Um, it's very campy. It's very Karen. Um, I think she did an excellent job on Debbie's face. Are they the most elegant of looks? No, but this is Karen, and the camp is the more important aspect. I love how you could just put this person in the background of nine to five and it would be, be believable. Agreed. Literally Karen and Karen. Yeah. And again, that's, that's the struggle, the struggle of what this challenge is supposed to be. If, if, if they're going for identical, she nailed the challenge. If they're looking for a family resemblance and have to have some differences, then maybe she didn't. I think the only way that it could have been a little better that it wasn't a Karen replica is if she used the same colors but switch them on the outfit. Uh, I mean, but I, I, I found it successful. And I, who fucking cares about the glasses? That was a bullshit comment. No, that was I them looking I, for a reason to not give her the win. Absolutely. No, I kind of, I kind of agreed. I thought the glasses took away from the look, like because Karen is Karen is known for wearing glasses or over accessorizing. So I got that part, but like. I still, I, something about it, I just didn't like, like, I just, I feel like Karen is being shaped for all-stars. That's fair. Listen, put her on an international all-star season. She would be loved on that. I I could see it. Michelle, enjoy the presentation. I think the glasses were too heavy to see their face. Rue says Wolf is living in the Karen from Finance Shadow and is missing the transformation. I think it works. I'll give it a family. Family. Stunt double. Okay. Audience was 73% family, 27% shambling. The families go backstage and drink in Untucked Junior, and Karen thanks the rugby players for being the best six people for the challenge. Art asks Kraft how it feels, RuPaul telling her that she's basically a woman. She says it's incredible, and they get thrown around and get roughed up, and then they go play rugby, and I thought that was really quick and funny. Um, But to experience it, they have so much respect for the drag queens. Scarlett decides to ask who the tops and bottoms are, and Art says Kita is definitely in the top, and Karen thinks she is too, and the other four are in the bottom. Art says Kita has created a copy of herself. Karen has created two cartoon caricatures of herself, and it was drag family resemblance, or at least that's what she thought it was. Now, again, it's no secret that the show has given them brief and then changed it how um, once they get to the actual show. So they were literally told, bring two similar costumes, and that's what you bring. If you're told to bring a family resemblance, then you bring what Art brought. So I understand where she's coming from, but don't be a sore, pissy loser. That's her brand. Yeah, that is her brand. Um, I would just like to say that I think personally that at the end of the day, you're all born naked and the rest of the cast is racist. I can't get over it. <laughs> wow. 
all right. Well, Art continues to say that they're talking, they're taking as the most important thing for the challenge is if it's a clone, she's in the bottom. If it's makeup skills, Electra thinks she'll be in the bottom. Electra was red for her makeup. Maxi was red for not having finishes. Scarlet for being simple. And Art was told it wasn't a family resemblance. Any of them could easily be bottoms. But let's be real, they're all probably bottoms. Um, we get back to the main stage. And Kidamine is the winner of the week. And she wins a $2,500 prize package from the house of Priscilla. Fetamine wins a $1,500 gift card from Daily Jocks. And I wonder what they sell on Daily Jocks. Literally the best prize package they've ever gotten because their Jock of the Month Club or whatever is like $10 a month. That's like 150 months. Like what? <laughs> that, that's true. Um, is that what you, what you do? Get uh, Jock of the Month? No, I would probably sell it like, for $1,000 to some like one of those circuit gays and then use that money to buy more drag. <laughs> that's a good plan that is a good plan well art karen and electra are safe leaving maxi and scarlet as the bottom two do you agree or disagree i agree i think i would have flipped the electra and um art simone name call i think electra did a bit better than art simone this week but that's not going with the journey they want to take us on so that's why they put electra lower in that third bottom third is where it should have been probably art I think art should have been in the bottom personally, but that's also because we're Americans who don't understand the need for Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. But I just think, I think art needs a fucking wake up call. Like, girl, you already went home once. You thought you'd be humble by now and you're not. So I really like, once we get to top four, if art is not in the bottom, I'm going to be real pissed. Okay. Well, we will, we will see soon. But the song is Better Than the Devil You Know by Kylie Minogue. Shout out to Steps cover because this their cover is excellent. That makes two songs this season that have been covered by the band Steps. Um, I think it's time to get an OG Steps song on season three of Drag Race UK. If you don't know who Steps is, please go do your research. Um, but this is a great song. I was a big fan of, to hear that this was the Kylie song they picked. So they could do a Kylie Minogue song for this episode, but not the episode. Pause it, save it, save it. I got a comment, I got a comment. We, we're gonna talk about it. I have it. I have a whole whole theory going. Oh yeah, oh don't worry. I'm triggered. She said she there, had a theory. Oh yeah. There is no way in hell Maxie could win this. Scarlett was serving you a full burlesque show while Maxie was doing the same bit as she was doing last week, minus the microphone. Um, as much as she's a racist, um, she is a dynamic performer, and I really do want to see her and Electra go toe to toe. But um, how did you feel about this lip sync? She you're right at the bottom last week. I mean, yeah. I think you're right. She is a dynamic performance performer because if she was a racist and a non-dynamic performer, she'd be Sharon Needles. But yeah, I, she'd be a, she'd be I, a winner then. No, you're right. Never mind. I retract that sentence and I would like to go back to the corner and think what I did. <laughs> I mean, I I think this, I think, yes, she definitely, dynamic performer, won the lip sync, whatever. I think last week, et cetera, shouldn't have been in the bottom. It should have been Scarlet. She didn't have a good week last week. And I think the only reason they didn't put her in the bottom was because Rue didn't want to do the whole cancel culture thing because he is fucking whatever. He's problematic too. So I think this should have been her second time, and I don't know if she would have beat Maxie last week. So I don't even think she should be there. If I'm being very real, that's fair. That, I do that, think Maxie. I do think Maxie this week train wreck does, should have gone home. Right, Queen went home. The lip sync was lackluster. 
Scarlett did a better job. I just don't think Scarlett Sheep would still be there. That's fair. Scarlett stays and it's the last of Maxie Shield. As she says in her own words, the world is her oyster and she is really pretty on radio. Me too, also same. And she's also 40 million years old. She is. Also, I hate that they made Scylla do the post-show, like, dance on stage. It's like, your partner just went home and you're forced to dance. Okay, cool. They've done that every season. I know, I just hate it. I hate it. I mean, well, they've done that every season except when they did the family members because the family members, that would have been really pissed. Like, that had been pissed for. But, like, every other season they did it. Well, I got some burning questions to round out this podcast. As always, we got to ask, what is Maxie's legacy? She is the first queen ever to pull out a microphone from her titty because she was there that night at Barracuda when Tina was hosting Star Search and all of those other drag queens pulled out those fake microphones. She was there for it and she remembered and did it well. Okay, okay. It, it's a good, it was a good gag. I'm not gonna lie. She pulled that out and I was here for it. Yeah, Maxie is really interesting. I think she's very beloved. She's very likable. Um, will we remember her in three years? No. I don't think so. She's not going to be one of the queens you're going to recall from the first season of Drag Race Down Under. She'll no. be the Serena Chacha of International All-Stars 5. No. She could do hair. <laughs> okay, so I want to go back to the art elimination conspiracy. We had Kylie and Danny on the episode and neither of their songs were the song for the lip sync. Instead, it was RuPaul's I'm That Bitch. Now, we were saying they didn't have money for the songs, but clearly they did because they used both of their songs. Jinx and Detox have been on the record to say that producers switched their song to Malambo number one, which we know ousted Detox. And part of that story is Jinx had been singing that song backstage all season long do we think that when they got to the art elimination and knowing that there could have been a a scheduling conflict or whatever the reason art couldn't be there for week two filming do you think they picked that song as a setup for art to go home because i do think art could have won on either minogue song i mean I don't care enough to think about the theory, but like, if I have to, I think that could be right. I also think that could have just been the week they filmed her WoW Presents series and like, was like, we need to take you off the set for a week, film your series. Okay, now you're back in the race. Well, they didn't film this until January. So that the, the series had already been aired at this point. Oh, that's weird. Maybe she got a staph infection. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I definitely think they pulled her off because she had some conflict at something that she couldn't get rid of, out of. And I, I fully agree. And that that's the only because she came back and no one was like, oh, my God, Art Simone, what are you doing back, girl? And like, there was no, no explanation. One. No explanation. She's hopped out of the trash like the trash that she is. And I'm here. I'm back. And everyone's like, yay. Like every other time they've done that, the queens are like, can you go home? Thank you. We sent you home once. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't think they were going to do Drag Race Down Under season one without Art Simone. So if Art Simone had a conflict, you're still going to work around it. Um, So I I just find it very curious. I still hope that one day we will get the answer. If it takes a couple years, fine. I just want to know. I'm very so curious. But I do think they switched the songs. Um, I I just don't understand why they had 
I'm That Bitch by RuPaul as a lip sync song option to begin with. It's a terrible song. It's terrible. Um, it's not a lip sync song. It's meant for what they did with it on the show, but that's neither here nor there. So Raven is back. That's all. They need Talk about to blackface. Show- I was going to say they need to make the queens feel comfortable with blackface for a minute. So, yeah. And well, I asked Cetera, this... so the only one who would call him out. So, it's true. Well, after six episodes, I ask it every time the winner of the season is who deserves um, to win and who's going to actually win. Who's going to win? It's going to be Art Simone because you can't fucking. I, I, I... You yeah, can't give it to Blackface Adams. You can't give it to Gollywog Tattoo. And you can't, and Ketamine and Electroshock, though they should probably win because they're the only unproblematic, nice, like, ones. They're not polished enough in RuPaul's eyes to give it to them. So it's going to be art. It could also be, like, a season, the season, well, much more call it, the season with uh, Adore, Courtney, and... Bianca, Bianca, where Art's Bianca, not compa- in comparison to real life. I'm just talking about like production and like filming wise, like the arc they're giving them. They're giving Art the Bianca edit. They're giving what well, uh, Electra adores edit and Kidda Courtney's edit because it's the same exact show. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. It's going to be interesting. Um, I I don't know who's going to go home next week. I feel like. I could see it being Electra if it is an Electra versus Scarlet lip sync. Um, and then that'll set us up for a top four that will be interesting. I just interesting am sad the least. Anita Wiglet went home as early as she did because she was my fave. Uh, so undeserving. And I so don't good. understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, where can we find you both on social media and the Venmo? Ooh, Venmo. Send me money, I'm poor. Yeah, well, tell everyone. Um, hold on, I don't know it off the top of my head. I'm not that Zalika, kind of what, what, what are you, what are your... You can catch me on Instagram at Zalika Parsons, Z's and Zebra, A's and Anal, L's and Licking I's and Incest, K's and Kangaroo, A's and Alphabet Parsons, like the School of Design, even though I don't know how to design things. And my Venmo is Tip the Drag Queen. That's Tip like my penis, the Drag Queen like my job. Or I'm Cash Shop as Lick My Boot because I'm kinky and need to make money. There you go. Obsessed work. Um, <laughs> so my Instagram is at Mikey Nichols Pate. And then my Venmo is at Michael Nichols 48. And there it goes. Well, thank you so much for both coming in um, and saving the episode um, because I needed to record it today. So we got it done. And, and thank you for doing this. And I'm sure I'll talk to you both very soon. Oh, we're going to talk some dirt after the show because you said something about a queen that I want to know who you're talking about. So we're going to be right here this entire time. <laughs> I can't wait for the tea. The biggest thanks to Mikey and Zalika for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>